At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. This is the Greg Peterson experience on VSIN, the sports betting network. We've got three tremendous hours coming up, or two tremendous hours coming up for you. I always forget. We are now 6 to 8 Pacific time out there on the East Coast. That would be 9 to 11, but we've got two tremendous hours coming up for you, and we're going to have a trio of great guests along the way. We've got some college basketball that is going on right now. We've got a lot of games that are going on towards back half the night as well. It is a Thursday, so you get a lot of those big sky, those big West, Pac-12 games that go on late at night, so you're going to be getting a lot of previews on the show tonight, and we're going to turn it forward a little bit to Friday towards back half the show as well. So we've got a lot of fun there. We're going to be talking a little of college basketball with a guest in our number one, and Tom Casale. He does great work over at NOLA.com. He's going to join me in 15 minutes, and we shall see if he's got anything on the late card for Thursday, and then we'll turn it forward to Friday with him. And additionally, we'll take a look to see if there's any futures that he is starting to like as the futures market is starting to crystallize a little bit with three big favorites that are sub 10 to one at most books in Purdue, Houston and UConn. And we shall see if anyone else is going to be able to rise up from there. Certainly have to dive in on a little bit of what we've been seeing tonight as well. And something that I think is so important that is exclusive to college basketball that really doesn't happen in other sports. I'll be hitting upon that in a minute. And then and our number two, we have to talk a little NBA and we have to talk a little UFC as well as we get our friend Billy who does great work over at Action Network along with Fantasy Labs. He is going to be joining me in about 90 minutes. We're going to be talking about what's all going to be going down in the octagon this week. And in about an hour and 15 minutes, Tanner Kern, who does great work over at DraftKings, he's going to be joining me discussing a little NBA and so much more. So a locked and loaded show tonight. And that does remind me, I 
mentioned it a second ago, what is exclusive about college basketball right now that you're not going to find in a lot of sports. Like those of you that handicap the NFL, those of you that handicap the NBA, insert your favorite sport here. When you get into the end of the regular season and you're starting to get into the playoffs, those last few games, typically you see a lot of guys that they're sitting out, they're resting, they're trying to make sure that their starters are set. In the case of like Major League Baseball, they're trying to set their rotations and everything like that. You get garbage time games. It's the exact opposite this time of year in college basketball. And for those that don't know, conference tournaments, they start on Monday. And every single one of these teams are going to be playing this weekend. I mean, they're really going to be throwing out their all the stops. Because even a team that might have the number one seed in their conference locked up, like, for instance, let's throw out their hypothetical out there in the Big West. UC Irvine has been having a really nice season. If UC Irvine is in a spot where they've already clinched, they still want to start all of their guys because they want to try to be able to put themselves in as good as possible. They want to put themselves in as good of a spot as humanly possible for if they do make the NCAA tournament, you want to help out seeding. The same even goes in these power conferences. Like a team has run and hit with regards to their conference right now. That would be Arizona. They were able to get that big win over Arizona State. As of right now, they need to be able to win a few games against Washington State. But let's say towards the back half of next week, they get into a clinching spot. Arizona is still going to be starting all of their guys because they need to do everything humanly possible to try to ensure a one seed. Same goes for UConn, even though UConn looks like they're in really good shape and perhaps they would perhaps be looking at trying to rest Donovan Klingon just a little bit. It's not like you're going to be seeing them have a bunch of like backup guys starting or anything like that. So that is very refreshing to see in college basketball, though you never are going to avoid the injury bug altogether and some unexpected sort of circumstances. And we did see something very interesting on that front on Thursday with the Nebraska versus Ohio State game. Ohio State there without Bruce Thornton, really their top scorer, but they do go out, they get the job done, hit the over, and they're able to get a win over Nebraska by kind of 78 to 69. And it is always so interesting to take a look at those sort of last second, shall we say, maneuvers, those last second injury news that do pop up because this pretty much closed where it started. Ohio State, they open up as about a two and a half to a three point favorite. They close right around about a two and a half to a three, but this had been steamed up to four overnight. So we did see a little bit of line movement there and it's always one of the toughest things to do when it comes to college basketball, how to gauge sort of a last second injury, because I'm sure that many of you guys have heard of the fallen man theory. I believe that that I am quoting Bill Simmons there. I might be wrong. I might be giving credit to the wrong person, but it's always one of those cases where like when Patrick Ewing would be down with an injury for the New York Knicks for that one game, you would have all those guys being able to rise up the number two guys. They play like starters. It's as if they gave them a win one for the Gippers speech and they come up, they're able to get the job done, and then game two, game three, and beyond. That's where you do see that fall off. And with Thornton, in this case for Ohio State, it does appear that this is going to be a one-off. He was out due to a migraine. I am not someone that really suffers from migraines. I know some people that do. It varies from person to person. I would not think that this is very much a long-term thing. And if it is, that's just very, very unfortunate to say the least. But for Ohio State, them being able to pick up a win like that, I do think is absolutely massive and does go to show you that sometimes you can do all the handicapping in the world, but when you get something unexpected like that, trying to be able to just on the fly, it can be very difficult because we did see Ohio State really be able to rise up in Jameson Battle. He had like 11 of the team's first 13 
14 points, was able to close the game with north of 28 points. He was certainly able to do his job as we look to do our job here right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. And we are getting a lot of those 6 o'clock games tipped off. Our DK Network right-up pick is just getting started with Hawaii versus UC Davis. So we'll be checking in there. But I do think that we should be taking a look at some of these 7 o'clock games because we still have a nice smorgasbord of games that is going to be going down. And I do think that we should be taking a look at some of these smaller conferences because you are able to get some of the best edges there. And I do think that this one is a game of intrigue. How about if we had game number 829-830? It is UC Santa Barbara, and they're going to be playing us Cal Poly with Cal Poly now a 14 to a 14 half point underdog to an Oscar game. It has risen up. It's anywhere between 136 and 137.5 and it has been so intriguing to look at this UC Santa Barbara team because typically when you think of defenses in college basketball, you think of bunches that they do a really good job at home and then on the road, they take a little bit of a fall off. UC Santa Barbara has been a team that has been the complete opposite. They are like one of five teams in college basketball that's giving up more than four points fewer per runner possessions away from home rather than at home. As a matter of fact, the when they're away from home, they're a top 30 defense in all of college basketball in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis. They are well outside the top 150 at home, but what is going to be able to help them out in this ordeal, and a big reason why I do find quite a bit of value to the under, I set my total at 133. This Cal Poly team just does not hold up their end of the bargain, and you've got a Cal Poly team that is not going to be looking to run and gun it. This Cal Poly unit has been rudderless for many, many years. They've made a few coaching changes. They've tried to be able to get things online. Nothing has worked. They're still right around about 250th in all of college basketball in terms of total possessions per game. And this UC Santa Barbara team, they've been an intriguing team as well in terms of total possessions per game. It sounds like they've been playing at warp speed themselves. They're right around about 211th in the country with regards to total possessions per game. If there is one place where this game could go awry with regards to the total is the fact that you've got someone like an A.J. Mitchell who for the Santa Barbara team has been able to supply you with 19 and a half points. She's just below 40% from three, but there should be a lot of one and done possessions in this game for Cal Poly as well because you do have a Santa Barbara team that is in the top 45 with regards to rebound rate. Ariel Bland along with Yohan Traore, the top 50 transfer that comes in from Auburn. These two guys have been able to do a solid job providing you with about 11.5 rebounds per game. So I do find some nice value on the under here. And if you did not jump on, on UC Santa Barbara yet, it has moved up a little bit. The opener was 13.5. Still see a modicum of value here. I set UC Santa Barbara as a 15-point favorite. So you're right around about a 14, 14.5. Still will be willing to lay it. I still think that you've got a little bit of runway there to go along with that under. And then speaking of the Big West, this has been one of those teams that has been very good on the road all season long with regards to their defense. And this is another under that I do like 837, 838. CSUN, Kelsey Northridge is going to be playing us at UC Irvine. And Irvine is a six half to a seven point favorite. And Tolan's game is between 151 half and 152 and a half. And you're going to notice from myself and I'm sure so many other handicappers, this is a time of year where you do want to be taking a little bit more of a look at unders because I was alluding to it. Even these teams that they've already sort of clinched their seating in terms of the conference tournament, they're still going to be doing everything humanly possible for if they get into the NCAA tournament, helping out their seating. A win this week could be the difference between one of those teams getting like a 14 seed or a 15 seed, and you don't want to be accruing any bad losses, any possible opportunity for even a remotely halfway decent win. You do want to be taking these, and for UC Irvine, 
They are exactly what I was talking about with UC Santa Barbara. They have been a much better team on the road rather than at home. Rather, And as a matter of fact, for this UC Irvine team, they are number four in all of college basketball. In terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, away from home, giving up two full points fewer per 100 possessions when they're away from home rather than when they are at home. You've got just a bunch of guys that are road graders down low. Devin Tills has been able to give you a double-figure amount of points. Does a nice job hauling in there five-plus rebounds per game. It's a relatively solid three-point shooting team that is headlined by a nice point guard, P.R. Cockrell, who's able to give you six-plus assists per contest, but a CSUN team is not one that you want to sleep on as well. I did set them as a six-half point underdog. We were seeing overnight this line being a little bit north of seven, so there's a lot of books that still have a seven out there. If you've got a seven or more, I still would be taking a look at CSUN because they themselves have been a completely transformed team under Andy Newman. He's coming from D2 San Bernardino. And he's done a really nice job instilling some defense in this unit. I mean, they are giving up from last year about 6.2 points fewer per one hour possessions. They are a bunch that they do see a nice job with regards their defense when they're at home. They're giving up five and a half points fewer per number one or possessions at home rather than in a neutral court venue. And I do think that this is going to be one of those games that does trend a little bit more to the under. This despite the fact that you do have a CSUN team that they're playing, as I like to call it, the 40 minutes of HE double hockey six style, much like we saw with Auburn back in the day where the team plays very aggressively, but they don't necessarily bomb it from three-point range. They'll turn the ball over 14 times a game, but where they really make their hairs on glass. This is the top 75 team with regards to rebound rate. So you've got a lot of one and done opportunities. You've got a, a team in UC Santa Barbara that they do turn the ball over quite a bit as well. I do think that you've got all the ingredients here for the under end. I do like what I'm seeing on this UC Irvine team. I think that this has just gotten a little bit too high. So I'm going to be looking at the 70 year with CSUN and I'm going to be taking a look at the under end. Those are going to be games that are coming up in 45 minutes and we'll see if our good friend Tom Casali of NOLA.com has anything on the Thursday card and we'll be diving in on what we're all getting on the College Basketball Friday card with them next right here on the Great Peterson Experience of Visa, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. 
Put the VSIN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with a VSIN Pro subscription. Sign up on a VSIN Pro annual subscription today and get your first year for just $199. That's a discount of $41 off the typical price of $240 for being a loyal listener to the Greg Peterson experience. All you need to do is go to VSIN.com slash subscribe and type in the promo code Greg because becoming a VSIN Pro subscriber gets you access to everything that we do. Our daily best bet emails with a leaderboard to see who's all got the hot hand, betting splits to show you where the money in the are moving on every single game 24 7 video access premium analysis betting systems plus the upcoming march madness betting guide with best bets for every single game and round of the tournament remember utilize that promo code greg you save 41 dollars off a visa pro annual subscription by utilizing greg as a promo code over at visa.com slash subscribe we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. Always great to be joined by this man, Tom Casale. He does absolutely amazing work over at NOLA.com, and it's always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Greg. Great to have you aboard, Tom. And, Tom, we've got a lot of action that is going down right now in college basketball, but I do want to take a look at a few games that we've got for Thursday. And the biggest one, in my opinion, is what we're going to be seeing in terms of Gonzaga versus San Francisco. First time these two teams play, Gonzaga pulled away a little bit late, but now with Gonzaga, they go on the road. They're a four-point favorite with a total of 154.5. How do you evaluate this matchup? Because Gonzaga legitimately needs this game in order to avoid some bubble-ish conversation. Meanwhile, San Francisco, as we know, they horribly need this game as well. Yeah, you know, I'm still trying to wrap my head around this Gonzaga team. I think this is one of these games, every now and then there's a game I watch where I feel like I'm going to get a lot out of for the rest of, you know, the rest of the season or at least the near future. This is one of them because Gonzaga's kind of living off that Kentucky win, which was a good win. But, you know, that that's when Kentucky was giving up 98 points a game. And they had that really, I mean, their defense isn't great anyway, but they really had that rough stretch for a while where they couldn't stop anybody. Um, and, and I think this is going to be a tough game for them. Uh, I want I wanted to take San Francisco plus the points. I lean that way. But the only thing that bothers me is San Francisco is going to have to try to get out and transition and get some easy buckets against Gonzaga. And then Gonzaga can try to speed that game up. Um, this has been a good matchup for the Zags in recent years. So they, they kind of own San Francisco. But I do think it's a good spot tonight for, for the Dons. But I want to see how Gonzaga plays this game. If they have an impressive win tonight, then I might start be buying into this team a little bit more. But, yeah, you know, the, the common fan who might just be getting into college basketball, Greg, might not know this, but the Zags aren't even a lot to make the tournament. Yeah, I mean, it's really been an up-and-down year for Gonzaga now. Getting that win at Rupp Arena, that was absolutely massive. One of the very, very few non-conference games that you're going to find outside of January, but for Gonzaga. It's been a little bit of an up and down year. They certainly have been able to get on track, but also for anyone that hasn't been checking in on college basketball as well, this San Francisco team has been absolutely dynamic as well. And I do want to get your thoughts a little bit less on this game, but rather the overall picture for this team, because we're also going to be seeing St. Mary's going up against Pepperdine and shock, shock, surprise, surprise. St. Mary's is a very, very large favorite in this spot. You're finding them in a lot of places, about a 15, 15 and a half or so with a total of 138. How do you take a look at this St. Mary's team, not just tonight, but moving forward because they had just a horrible first month of the season, but ever since then, they've looked like one of the best teams in all of college basketball. 
Yeah, they've been fantastic. I mean, I remember thinking at the beginning of the season, like, you know, what is going on here? The the you know, St. Mary's is either they're kind of like, you know, Virginia when Virginia had at least some talent. The There's a couple teams, Greg, I kind of put together, right? Like, you know, St. Mary's, um, your Iowa State's, your Tennessee's, like the can they not can they get by the early those early games in the tournament without having an offensive stinker, right? Because we know St. Mary's is going to bring the defense. If their offense can be just slightly above average in the tournament, they're going to be dangerous. But there's always that chance that they shoot one from 15 from three and they struggle to score. That's what they got to get. A, that's what they got to hope doesn't happen early. But this is a really good team. And, you know, I, I think when you looked at the beginning of the year, it just something wasn't clicking. So, something, something wasn't right there because they, they were getting blown out. Out in some of those games and St. Mary's rarely gets blown out with the way they play but that's a team I think is going to be dangerous if they get that nice if they get seated correctly and have a have a nice first round matchup you don't want them to get past that first game yeah you really do not and this St. Mary's team just pounds you into oblivion on defense now they're dealing with a little bit of an injury to Joshua Jefferson you do want to be mindful of that but even without him they have still been very very dominant granted been against a little bit of outmatched competition but love what I'm seeing out of the Gale says I always love what I'm hearing out of Tom Casale he does great work over at NOLA.com and joining me on the Greg Peterson experience on Visa the Sports Bank Network and when it comes to the Friday card I know that you're taking a look at some action and the age-old question is is it one 1A or 2As. This one, you're taking a look at the 2A, Mac, but this Fairfield versus Maris game, I think is intriguing. Right now, total in a lot of spots is anywhere between 136 and 137 with Maris the slimmest of slim one to one half point favorites. How do you evaluate this matchup between a Fairfield team that has really gotten hot with their offense recently against a Maris team that they are one of the slowest, grimiest teams in all of college basketball that is looking to just essentially stick you in the mud? Yeah, I think the wrong team is favored here. I make uh, Fairfield a slight favorite in this game. You know, they blew them out earlier in the season. They've won, I believe, five in a row against Maris. So they've kind of controlled this uh, this series recently. The the thing, we were talking off camera, I, I like the under here. I mean, you look at this, <laughs> Fairfield shoots a lot of threes. Maris is the best three-point defense in the MAC. I mean, they really guard the perimeter well. You know, Fairfield has a good perimeter defense. I could see both of these teams going through stretches in this game where they don't score a lot of points. So, you know, I think that number is going to go down a couple of points, the total. Uh, I don't know if Fairfield will flip to a favorite, but I like Fairfield as a slight dog and I like the under at 137. Yep, I certainly do agree with you on the under as well, because when it comes to this Fairfield unit, it felt like they got some fortunate shots in that game that we saw against Quinnipiac about a week or so ago. And this has been a team that has been very hot with their offense, but this Maris team, they don't score a lot, but they prevent you from scoring as well. And I personally set Fairfield as a favorite as well. So I'm in full agreement with you there. And when it comes to the Metro Atlantic for this Friday, I do think that this one is fascinating as well. It's the Iona versus Quinnipiac game because Quinnipiac, it looked like was going to run and hide with this conference. They have now hit the skids. They've lost four straight games. And for Iona, it's just been a year where it's been very strange for them. They generate a lot of turnovers, but the offense is not quite a Tobin Anderson offense. We're getting a total between 152 and a half and 153 with Iona a two and a half point favorite. How do you evaluate this matchup? 
Yeah, listen, Iona has a ton of changes from last year. They were a nice early season fade. It looked like they had righted the ship, though, in conference play. Um, they were like 7-1 and one at one point, and not, but that, now they're back. They've lost three games in a row. Quinnipiac is struggling. I think it's an interesting game. The I, le I actually lean Iona a little bit here. Um, Quinnipiac has not played well recently. I, I think Iona um, at home slight underdog. I, I think they get the job done here. It'll be interesting to see the MAC tournament as well, Greg. I mean, you know, listen, you know the MAC. The MAC is insanity. Um, there's about, every year, there's about eight teams that are the exact same, and any of those teams can go on a run. So I do think it'll be interesting once Iona gets to that tournament to see if they can sneak another NCAA tournament bid. Yeah, Ben, I still remember when St. Peter's was able to make their run to the NCAA tournament a few years ago. They weren't even the one seed in the Metro Atlantic <laughs> tournament. That was actually Iona when they were under the tutelage of old slick Rick Patino. So that was a lot of fun. And we've got about two minutes left here. I do want to get your thoughts just in terms of a little bit more of a broad scale college basketball conversation. Is there any teams that are starting to catch your attention with regards to the futures market? Because we are starting to see three teams really be able to rise up to the top. UConn is right now the betting favorite in a lot of spots. Houston has been able to become that number two in a lot of areas as well. And then it's a little bit more pick your poison at number three and number four. But with regards to the futures market, is there any team right now that you find any sort of value on? Or is this more of a case where you'd rather wait until you see the bracket to be able to place any futures? Well, I think a lot of it's going to have to do with the bracket. And I've been moving that way the last couple of years with the transfer portal and things like that. You know, I used to have more futures than I do now. Now I think it's more of a wait and see. I'll be honest. I'll admit it right here. I did bite on Tennessee. I'd been holding off all season, Greg, not wanting to go through that pain in March. But I've loved this team before the season. I, I, I've, I've just, I like the makeup of this team. I, I get it. I know the Rick Barnes in, in March. I, I'm sure I'm going to be tweeting out a bunch of anti-Tennessee <laughs> posts in a couple of weeks. But to me, Tennessee is one of the five best teams in the country. They're one of the five teams that can win multiple ways, you know, like UConn. UConn's still the best team, in my opinion. But I, I think Tennessee, if they again, if they can avoid just playing poorly that first weekend, and if they can get to the Sweet 16, then I think they're really going to be dangerous. And I think they have a chance to, to make the Final Four and even possibly win it all. And I hope you like what I'm doing here. The difference for Tennessee, they are connecting this year. As yep. Tom, he, he you could do be such, the difference. He yes, could be the difference. <laughs> he certainly can be, Tom. You do such great work over at NOLA.com. And always appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Greg. Absolutely. Tom does such good work taking a look at college basketball. And we've got a lot of games that are in progress. So let's take a look at what we're getting for Thursday and take a look at what we're getting a little bit later on in the night. Next, right here on the Great Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Baseball is back, and what better way to hit off the grapefruit and cactus leagues than with VEASAN's free MLB betting primer. This primer is going to tell you how to be able to bet on spring training and continue all season long with the VEASAN experts and our World Series futures analysis. Our free MLB betting primer as basics for baseball betting for those that are a little bit newer for the sport, and if you're veterans of being able to bet on baseball, we've got 
a little bit of a how-to on how to use sabermetrics for those a little bit more data-driven with regards to their MLB handicapping. Bet on the MLB Smarter this season. Download the free MLB Primer now over at vsin.com slash guide. That is vsin.com slash guide. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. Man, that is weird. A little bit more than a month from now, it's going to flip from taking a look at college basketball to being like, ah, who's going to be on the mound for the Milwaukee Brewers who I'm sure will disappoint this year? I say that being someone from the great state of Wisconsin, I always throw slander at my home state teams, but that is going to be a lot of fun. It, for me, goes from college basketball to baseball season and everyone who put together that primer. I know that Adam Burke, who you heard before myself, he put in a lot of work on that. They did an absolutely excellent job. So you do want to go to visa.com slash guide, support those guides. It's 100% free. And trust me, it'll help you be able to get to the window this baseball season as it is always a lot of fun. And let's take a look at a few games that we got right now going down in college basketball. This game is at the half and. This was a game where I feared that this could get out of hand, and right now it's looking like it's getting out of hand. Utah is up 46 to 27 on Stanford at the half. Right now, your halftime line is essentially laying a half with Stanford because they're currently down by 19 points. The live line is 18 and a half with a total of 154 and a half. And guess what? I don't really do a lot of futures betting or I don't do a lot of in-game betting because I personally, and I think that there's two schools of thought on this. Many people, they like to try to be able to extract a little bit more value from the number, try to see, all right, is there an outlier that I could take advantage of? And certainly if you're someone that you bet live, certainly there's a lot of nice edges to be had. I personally am more of one to sit back and because I do so much before the game, I'm looking to take some inventory. And this very much checks out with the inventory I've been taking a look at for Sanford all season long poorly coached team who how they've held on to Jared Hass this long someone needs to tell me like does Jared Hass have like secret files of something that has kept him employed because this has been insane like Stanford over the offseason they could have had Mark Madsen a graduate of the program and instead they've decided on another year of Jared Hass and shock shock surprise surprise they're disappointing again in the Pac-12 and if you've Take a look at the Stanford team. They actually have not shot it poorly at home. On the road, they have been a mess. They shoot north of 42% from three-point range at home, less than 34% from three-point range on the road, and those ugly, ugly home and road splits are popping up once again. And for Utah, they've got very big home and road splits as well. This defense is giving up more than 20 points fewer per 100 possessions when they're at home rather than in a roadside shooter court venue. So even though the number light might look big right now and you might be thinking, well, Stanford, they're going to make a run here. The numbers really don't bear that out. I would say that you want to take a look at how we've gotten here, not just the fact that, oh, Sanford's getting blown out. They're going to be able to make a run. We've we noticed this a lot more, in my opinion, as well. And maybe this is just me being off my rocker a little bit. Maybe it's just me taking a look at a few of these games and maybe leaving out others. But I just noticed the games with more travel, like the Pac-12 has a lot of travel. You've obviously got the Big 12 now with those road trips where you've got like West Virginia having to go now to uh, BYU, things like that. The games that involve more and more travel, it feels like those get out of hand much, much more. I recognize that California to Utah isn't necessarily a massive trek, but this mountain road trip, I used to actually work for the official flagship station of the Oregon Ducks. That was back when they made their final four run and lost to North Carolina in that game. I remember that very fondly, but the mountain road trip is always the biggest bear in the Pac-12. This is a front end of it for Sanford. 
I don't think it's going to get any better in game number two. So I'm right now kicking back, taking inventory for how to F value at Sanford in the next game. And tell you right now, I'm probably not going to be too bullish on them as well. And then you've got two of your best under teams in college basketball that are currently going at it as well. Not teams that you'd expect as well. How about the battle for the great state of Illinois? No, not Northwestern versus Illinois. No, not even like DePaul to Chicago City or anything like that. Eastern Western Illinois, live total of 133.5. Right now it's Western Illinois up by a count of 37 to 28. And both of these teams have been horrible with their offense. But you've got a Western Illinois team that actually has one of the best rebounders in all of college basketball as Drew Cisse has been able to give you 11 plus rebounds per game. I like his game. And Eastern Illinois, they win the turnover battle every game. They just can't shoot to save their lives and they can't guard the arc. So it's a very interesting circumstance here. I would not be surprised if this is a game where neither team really gets past 65 points. So I think that that is going to be one very much of intrigue if you're looking to dive in. And hey, our DK Network ready to pick. Right now we're in solid shape. I laid at the time one and a half with UC Davis. Hopefully you took that while I was doing the show yesterday because this thing got steamed to high noon. This closed at a lot of places between four and four and a half. Right now the number is looking pretty good. Our good old friends, the Aggies, are up by kind of 29 to 19. A little bit of a play for me on just Hawaii. Typically not being the same team away from the island. They've been a little bit better this year when they've been away from the island. And certainly when it comes to the Big West Conference Tournament, that is typically out here in lovely Las Vegas. I believe that it is the tournament as well that happens at Henderson as well, which I actually live a few miles away from where they played it. I attended last year when the UC Santa Barbara was able to get the job. Now, I might need to go back this year as well, but that's one that is going to be very much of intrigue as well as we're looking at what we're getting in college basketball tonight right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. And this one is one that I also think is a little bit interesting. Right now, you still have a live number of 18 and a half by the way. Grand Canyon only up on up by one point against UT Rio Grande Valley. This is 23 to 22 early goings. 539 remaining in the first half but with this Grand Canyon bunch it looked like they were in good footing for an at-large bid to the NCAA tournament and then they just threw up their turn over the weekend in the great state of Texas where they lost to Abilene Christian and they lost to Tarleton State. The Tarleton State loss honestly is pretty forgivable. Tarleton State has been pretty good. Billy Gillespie, you might remember that name. He's been out due to health issues all season long, but I mean, with an interim coaching regime, this Tarleton State team has been really stinking good. Meanwhile, for Abilene Christian, it's been rough. They've now won four straight games, and Abilene Christian, I believe that they are still to come tonight. Their game might have just started, but I know that Abilene Christian is going to be in some action as well, but I mean, it's been a little bit of a touch-and-go season for them, and as a matter of fact, they're just starting up the second half against Southern Utah. They're up 38-32, to looking for their fifth straight win, so always want to be preparing for those teams, and I do think that that's very big. For those of you guys that are looking to handicap these next few weeks of the regular season in college basketball and going into the conference portion of things as well, take a look at these teams that have a distinct style. Abilene Christian, a team that generates a whole bunch of turnovers. They're a team that I think has a little bit more value this time of year. Merrimack, the old merry men out there in the NEC. They call themselves Warriors. I personally refuse to buy a jersey of Merrimack until they change their mascot to the Merrymen and I will make a pledge of buying at least two jerseys if they do change to the Merrymen. They're a great team at generating turnovers. Not so good team at being able to shoot threes and hit the glass, but because they've got that distinct style, they were actually supposed to go to the NCAA tournament last year, but the NCAA's sort of transitionary rules left them out, and that's how you had Fairleigh Dickinson in the NCAA tournament. Rest is history with them knocking off Purdue, but those are teams I think really actually gain a little bit of value this time of year as well. When you get these just 
generic like Big Ten teams where you know what to expect. You don't get a lot of added value there. When you get a team that plays a distinct style like the ones I just laid out, I think that you've got a lot of value there. And let's see if we can find a little bit of value when it comes to this game. We're going to go 835-836. Long Beach State is going to be playing us Cal State Fullerton. Number has come down on this total. It was at a 147.5. Now we're finding it between 144.5 and 145.5 with Long Beach State. They are finding themselves currently as 8.5 point favorites. And for Long Beach State, you've got Traore squared with Abacar Traore along with Lucina Traore. These are guys that are not related, by the way. They come from the same country, but they're not related. So that's one of the more fun stories out there in all of college basketball. But Lucina Traore is a little bit more of your traditional low post player. They'll give you like 10 points, 9 boards, not going to stretch a floor. Meanwhile, Abacar Traore, he's been leading the team in assists. He gives you a double-figure amount of points. He's able to pop a few threes. He'll still give you north of 12 points. He'll still give you north of 7 rebounds per game. I really like what you're able to get out of both of these guys, but I do take a look at what you're getting out of Fullerton as well, and this is just not the same Cal State Fullerton team that they have been in past years. This team is getting absolutely lambasted on the glass. They don't have a single guy that gives you north of 5.5 rebounds per game. Going up against a Long Beach State team that outside of Traore squared. It's not too amazing, but I personally am still very much willing to lay this number with Long Beach State. I set them as a 10.5 point favorite. I still think that you've got really good value with a Fullerton team that it feels like they're really still based on reputation from last season. You've got Dom Bruton, who's been able to do a solid job, along with Max Jones. These two guys combined for 31 points per game, but Jones is legitimately like the only player that shoots north of 33% from three. And if you really want to attack this Long Beach State team, in my opinion, you need to do it from the perimeter. And this is a Fullerton team that they're just going to give up second and third chances left and right. Fullerton. 290th in all of college basketball with regards to rebound rate. Vincent Lee hasn't been able to pop off. They've been a little bit better since Torrey San Antonio has been back in the fold, but it's a circumstance where I'm going to be willing to lay it with Long Beach State. And did somebody tell 144.5? If you still have a 145.5 currently seeing at DraftKings, I do like this total under, and I do like Long Beach State in this ordeal. And coming up next, we've got a few late games to take a look at for Thursday, and we'll start turning it forward to Friday in college basketball. Right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. This week on DraftKings Sportsbooks, new customers can place a deposit of $5 and get a no-sweat bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet does not hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Utilize the promo code of VSIN when you sign up because over at DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is indeed yours. We're back here on the Great Peters at Experience of Easton, the Esports Bank Network. I always love doing this time slot when we've got so many games going on because we still have some nice West Coast games to be able to take a look at. We're going to be hitting upon one game in particular when we step into the lab in a second, but we're able to turn it forward to Friday as well. So we're going to be doing that as we hit the Greg Peterson College Basketball Laboratory. We've got a few games to take a look at for Thursday, and we're going to be turning it forward to Friday. So let's get on our lab coats and let's try to get some chemistry going. Are you looking for the best lines on the market? I don't want to get paid to lose. I want to win. Then sit back and let Greg cook up the best insight in college basketball. Uh, what a fine day for science. And we're doing this as the total is starting to move in this Gonzaga versus San Francisco game. This is going to be tipping off in just over an hour, 8 o'clock p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern, 843-844 on the card. Gonzaga holding relatively steady as a four-point favorite total. It was, when I was starting this show, more around about a 154 in a lot of spots. It's starting to tick down to 153, and I very much do agree with the line movement. I said my total more around 151 half. I do like this total under. With San Francisco, this has been one of the most supreme defenses in all of college basketball, and I don't know if I've ever seen anything quite like this in terms of the rebounding of San Francisco, because if you look at the San Francisco overall rebound rate, this is one of the best teams in all of college basketball being able to clean up glass. They are number 33 in all of college basketball. And if you look at what they're doing on the glass at home, it's even better. They're a top 12 team in all of college basketball with regards to rebound rate specifically at home. But with the San Francisco team, they only have one guy that gives you north of 3.8 rebounds per game. That'd be Jonathan Mogbo, the transfer that comes in from Missouri State. And he has been spectacular. 14 plus points, 10 plus boards. But I mean, this team is really an unselfish, do it by committee sort of bunch. And we saw the first time that these two teams played. San Francisco was right there for about the first 32 minutes. There was like one run for Gonzaga late in that game where they were able to separate. If you, like me, took the points with San Francisco, you were fortunately still able to get the cover. I remember doing a write-up for that game, but that was very much a good effort from San Francisco and for this Gonzaga unit. To their credit, they're back up to being number four in all of college basketball in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis, but this is also a Gonzaga unit that you may recall from last year. This Gonzaga team was essentially the equivalent of this year's Kentucky team, where Gonzaga last year, they were tremendous on offense, they were tremendously bad on defense. This year, Gonzaga's defense has been able to come along for the ride. Not saying they're amazing or anything like that, but they're a top 50 defense. There's points allowed on a per-possession basis. You've got Anton Watson, Graham E.K. They're able to combine for about 15 rebounds per game, and Watson has been shooting well north of 40% for three. He has blossomed very well for this Gonzaga team, and for Gonzaga, they have Ryan Nemard, who's doing a much better job of being able to dole out the ball 
towards the beginning part of the season. You can tell that he just was having a little bit of a tough time picking up the offense. He was turning the ball over a ton and hasn't been the greatest three-point shooting season for him. But I do think that this is just a little bit too lofty with the total when you consider that San Francisco is now 248th in all of college basketball in terms of total possessions per game. And they play at about a rate of a possession fewer per game when they're in the great city of San Francisco rather than when they're in a road or neutral court venue. Meanwhile, you've got a Gonzaga team that is not playing as up-tempo as they have in past seasons. They're about 122nd in the country in terms of total possessions per game, which... By no means are they a slug or anything like that, but typically this is a Gonzaga team that you're going to find in that top 50 in terms of total possessions per game. They've had to slow things down because they've had some personnel changes. You tell that they've been looking quite a bit more to guys with versatility like Ben Gregg, great name by the way. You've had Dusty Stromer be a little bit more out of the fold for this Gonzaga team, but I do think that with San Francisco having so much versatility of their own, Mongolian Mike is just absolutely awesome. He gives you like eight points, a few boards, a few assists, you need him to sell hot dogs at the hot dog stand. He'll do that. He just does it all for this team. And then you've got Marcus Williams, who's able to give you 13 points. Been able to get some relatively good three-point shooting as well out of some of the transfers that have come in as well. I do think that this is a spot where San Francisco is going to hold in there. I stopped short at taking the money line. I set San Francisco at just the slightest of slight underdogs, but I think that this is a one-possession game. I set my line at one and a half, so I'm going to be one. Take the points here with the Dons. And with regards to Soto, still think that you've got a little bit of value with the under even though this has been a number that has been getting pile driven downward and well hopefully you did not bet on the under with regards to the Rutgers team total I'll rudely interrupt here and let you know that Michigan has given up 54 points in 25 minutes against Rutgers and it's right now 54 to 31 my goodness how sad has this been for Michigan right here on the Greg Peterson experience on Visa the sports betting network if you're looking to bet Michigan live I would say don't because this has been a Michigan team that when they let things get away boy do they let things get away currently at DraftKings it's hard to be able to find a live line because I know that with Rutgers being one of those teams in the great state of New Jersey there's not a lot of books that offer a live line I'd have to imagine you'd be laying north of 20 right now with Rutgers, though, and that's something you don't want any part of. But, man, just an absolute pit of sadness right now for this Michigan team. So let's look at a game that might be having a little bit more joy and might have a little bit of a better effort here. This is going to be a game that's going to be coming up on Friday as we go to the Metro Atlantic. I know that our good friend Tom Casali was talking about that Mares versus Fairfield game, and I do agree with him. I do find a little bit of fair uh, value on Fairfield as a money line underdog i look at this money line underdog as having some value as well this is 867 868 on the card canisius is going to be playing us the mount st mary's and the mount is a one and a half to a two-point underdog total on this game is 143 and with mount st mary's i made them the two and a half point favorite i'm going to be looking at them outright this canisius bunch honestly played really well out of conference I don't know what happened in conference. It's as if they forgot how to play basketball. They have scored 73 points or fewer in all but three out of their last 14 games. The offense just has not been crisp. But now they've been dealing with injuries all season long. Really, the main concept for them has been Trey Dinkins. He's been able to do a nice job being able to supply the team with 14 plus points per contest. And you look at the overall numbers and 
there's not one glaring place where you're like, oh, this bunch in Canisius has been just absolutely awful or anything like that. But you also take a look at this Canisius team and they're just not popping in any sort of area. Now, the one thing that has been going well for Canisius, and this could be able to keep them lively in this game, Frank Mitchell has been dominant down low. 12.5 points, 11.5 rebounds for him. He's a top seven player in all of college basketball. With regards to his rebound rate, and I always have a tough time saying this name, but see him, Ijandal, he's been able to give you 13.5 points. He's able to pop it well from three-point range as well, but having Taj Stavosky uh, the full for the entirety of the season has not been helpful. Bryce Okpo is someone I thought was going to be a blossom down low. He's missed some time due to injury, and when he's been out there, he has been a little bit rough on the glass. It's been really a case where this Kanisha team has not been able to get things going, and now they're starting to give it up a little bit more from three-point range as well, and this Mount St. Mary's team underwent a giant tempo shift in the offseason. Mount St. Mary's is traditionally one of the slowest and grimiest teams in all of college basketball, but for the Mount, in terms of total possessions per game this year, they've ascended to 127th, and for Mount St. Mary's, they've had a tough time earlier in the season with Dakota Lefeu taking over the point guard role for Jalen Benjamin. He was turning the ball over a little bit too much. He was used to playing a little bit more off the ball. He's cleaned up those turnovers. The three-point shooting is coming back to him, and for Mount St. Mary's, this is another one of those scenes, much like I was talking about with San Francisco, where the hole is greater than the sum of its parts for them on the glass, because Mount St. Mary's legitimately does not have any guy that gives you north of five rebounds per game. Joey Cordelia has really been one of your top guys with about four and a half rebounds per game. You've been able to get a little bit out of someone like a George Tinsley who comes in from Binghamton, but for Mount St. Mary's, despite not having that one dominant rebounder, they're about 68th in all of college basketball with regards to their rebound rate, and they actually outgun this Canisius team a little bit on the glass, despite the fact that Canisius does have that big man in Frank Mitchell, who is able to give you 11.5 rebounds per game. I think that the Mount has really been able to find something here. They go up against Canisius unit that has been a little bit rudderless in terms of turning the ball over as well. They're turning the ball over 13.5 times for contest. That could be a little bit costly, and if you get late in the game as well, this I really do need to mention. Canisius, bottom 10 in all of college basketball in terms of free throw shooting percentage. Not that Mount St. Mary's are wizards at the free throw line themselves, but they're about 140th in all of college basketball. They're nearly 73% at the charity stripe, and your top guys have been very solid. Each of your top five scores shoot at least 72.4% at the free throw line, and that's a big reason why I do take a look at Mount St. Mary's in this ordeal, and I do think that when the spreads are super duper tight like that, you want to put a little bit more premium on that free throw shooting percentage because that can be the difference between bets won and bets lost. Like I always mention this when I talk about free throw shooting. If you remember that St. Louis team from a few seasons ago, back when they had Hassan French who was shooting like 30% from the free throw line. And if Hassan French is listening, I am sorry. I recognize that you are a very good rebounder, but Hassan French like couldn't shoot free throws to save his life. And for St. Louis, they costed you a bunch of covers, whatever they were a favorite when they had their free throw shooting just be so bad. That's something that you want to avoid at all costs. And we're going to be looking to do so here in that game. But something else that we're going to be looking to do is try to make you guys some money on this college basketball card with regards to Friday slate. And we still have a few late Thursday games hit as well. I'll get you guys my DK Network right up pick for Friday up next. Right here on the Great Beer Set Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at pet 365 21 plus only must be present in ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.